When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, Dave Rodriguez, with my co-host, Kirby Lupel. I'm really excited about today's episode, Kirby. We have a very special guest to join us a little bit later. But first, let's talk about that Game 3 last night in South Florida. A disappointing night, to say the least, being there. You felt the energy early, but at the end of the night, Boston came away to win. How are you, my friend? Hey, David. Yeah, uh, long night at, on spaces Um, after that game last night uh a lot of the fans you know had to get out what they had to say and um i i asked the fans was there a lot of energy in that building to start they said it was but um i think you know boston as you're going to get into played a really solid game but uh, i'm going to say game three was more on the panther's shoulder david i said from the very start of this series game three was going to be the panther's best shot it wasn't so it's going to have to be in game four if they want to make this a series yeah, game four being on Sunday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time here in South Florida. So Panthers had a really good opportunity yesterday to try to take some control of that series for the first time. After battling back in game two to even it up, we figured, okay, the home ice is in our favor. Let's see what we've got. And it came out pretty awkwardly with Lyon letting in a softy, I think, in a lot of people's opinions to Taylor Hall. And from there, it was just pretty much just grind, grind, grind. And there was really no answer from Florida throughout the entire game until the last, you know, five or six minutes when kind of the damage was done, Kirby. So not much help for sure for the Florida Panthers. I think Boston was coming in without Bergeron, without Krejci. We figured they've mixed up their lines like crazy. We were like, man, you know, going into the game at puck drop was about to start. I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. The boys got to be highly motivated for tonight, but just wasn't the case. And I think one player that was highlighted a lot, Kirby, was, was Barkov. So just some words on him and what you thought of, of his performance on, on Friday night. Yeah, he was really talk of the team after the game last night. And I was tweeting during the game. Um, I had obviously the Sportsnet feed up here and uh, they did a segment on Barkoff and really talked about him as like the franchise piece. And that at this time of the year, he has to find that extra level, that extra gear, and they're not seeing it. And right. they're saying, I don't care if it's putting some guy on his butt um, getting into stuff after whistles, you know, different things to kind of get him engaged in the game. They weren't breaking down his two-way Selkie game. They weren't breaking down his um, scoring opportunities. Again, David, we go into another game with Barkov where he's only got like one shot or no shots through 40, 50 minutes of hockey and, you know, getting some of these shots at the end of the game. And that's never been Barkov's MO to kind of add points in garbage time and, mm -hmm. and these losses. It's always been to kind of, especially in the regular season, put his team on his back a bit and say, okay, this is, this is my team. Here we go. And um, this is going to be the second playoffs in the row. You got to go all the way back to two years ago in Tampa, where he kind of showed up and showed out. And right. if this continues, it's going to be a really long off season, not necessarily for the Panthers, but for Alexander Barkov, because um, last year he was spotlighted as one of those guys that didn't show up when it was only Bobrovsky and Verhege. And he's going to be a guy this year. And, you know, Huberto's not in town anymore. You know, Ekblad, Left the game last night. We got to see what that injury is. He is the core guy that's out there on the ice last night to try to will this team to victory without 
two centers in Boston in the lineup. Bergeron, Krejci out. They might be out again, both of them, in game four. So that's a disappointing thing, losing a faceoff to Coyle, getting boxed out in front, a goal being a result of a lost faceoff by Barkov. He did well in the faceoff dot. I think he was 9 for 12, but it's the moments, right? right? And when the moments are big is when you want your best, is when we want our captain, our $10 million guy, the leader of this team. And David, you and I love Barkov. We're always positive about him, but last night was really hard for me to be any sort of positivity as well. My co-host Cody last night um, for Barkov's performance. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Kirby. Obviously, we know Barkov is, I guess, a, a gentle giant, we could say, in a sense where he's just a big body, but he just, whether it's getting gritty or just getting a little bit more tough around the boards at this time of the year, it just seems like yep. it's been another trend where being softer around the puck or just being battled and willed away from the puck where we don't really see that too much in the regular season where he's got swagger along the boards and stuff like that. Just haven't seen too much of that this series. And I mean, credit to Boston, like you said, Charlie Coyle, uh, not predominant, you know, figured as a, as a one C type of guy locked it down pretty, pretty much for, for Boston. And I think um, as we get our special guests here in a little bit and Bill Lindsay, uh, I was listening to Bill Lindsay uh, on the drive home Kirby and he had mentioned that Boston was doing the little things right along the boards in their defensive end. They weren't necessarily being too cute around the boards where it forced turnovers, which helped the Panthers the most in game two. So you could really see it. And I'm sure Bill will, will emphasize this a little more. Uh, Boston's kind of, you know, change of heart as far as, listen, when we're pinned in our zone, we know that Florida is going to be pushing to force turnovers and, you know, get a cheap goal or, or, or a cheeky goal. We just got to stay disciplined, turn our backs, keep our backs towards the boards and not force these unnecessary backwards passes or up the boards, you know, cheeky plays like Orloff tried to do in game one where he just kind of deflected it right to Kachuk. Keep your back towards the boards and wait for support. So that was something that really stood out to me when Bill and, and Doug Plagans broke it down yesterday on the drive home was that. The turnovers were definitely, definitely limited, and there were very, very limited giveaways on Boston's end. And give credit to Boston. I'm going to give them 100% yep. of the doubt. They they locked it down. They looked like the dominant team. They looked like the team that was one of the best defenses in NHL history. So I thought they played their best game, even though they were shorthanded two of their top you know, six guys. So Osternock scored. Taylor Hall got on the board twice. I think he was maybe the number one star. So their big guns showed up and, you know, it's kind of unfortunate for the Panthers to be in this situation, but Hey, Kirby, I also got to think if I was thinking before beforehand, if the Panthers were, were two one with a chance to maybe tie it up, you know, at home, you know, maybe I'd take it. Obviously it's critical on just how the way it's shaped out. You know, you figured, okay, we lost two in Boston. We'd win that first one at home. You got a chance to tie it up. So, you know, they still got a chance. I'm not going to say it's over just yet. Yeah, I agree with you. And, um, I know you were at the rink, obviously, last night. They showed it on a broadcast that I had, um, just Boston's board play, and especially on their penalty kill. That's something that I've highlighted on, on our podcast here, on Spaces, on anything that I've been tweeting out the past week. Um, just how there's no room for the Panthers, even when it's five on four, they're getting pressured, and then the Panthers are trying that rim play to you know move the puck yeah. from Kachuk to Montur, Montur to Barkoff, uh, Ekblad to Montur. There's just no room and no space, and... They're so good and so deliberate on that. And, you know, mm -hmm. I've got on Charlie McAvoy for having a not great series so far. Well, 
he showed up last night. Orloff was dominant in the first period. Just their defensive effort, and you got to give credit to the Boston players forwards that were in the lineup, mm-hmm. being hard on pucks, coming strong back. They're just yeah, no room, no space. Um, Panthers obviously this this loss is on them, but if we're looking at a Boston perspective, like you like you said, David, this is by far and away their best game. Um, from a defensive series. perspective in this whole series in game mm-hmm. three. And they just needed a few goals and and that was enough. But yeah, it was all on the backs of, of Boston's defense and not allowing Panthers time and space, not allowing them zone entry, not allowing them any puck possession when they did have puck possession. Right. So far, the trend has been whoever can score first is kind of you know going to take the game. Uh, whether the team battles back or not, they seem to be getting the, the win at the end. So I think it's going to be crucial for game four that the Panthers, again, we said it after game three or before game three, they got to jump on them quick. They got to get on them quick, take shots, you know, get in and grind. But, you know, that goal from Boston, I don't know. It just seemed to deflate the environment a little bit in the arena. Not sure if it deflated the players at all, but. Yeah, it just wasn't too much zone time, offensive zone time up until like the last, you know, 10 minutes when they were getting desperate. But yeah, just wasn't a, a fun night at FLA Live Arena, to say the least. It started out fun with Bill Lindsay banging the drums. Uh, Kirby, not sure if you saw that on your feed, but yeah, a little bit on TV. Yeah, I was excited to see Bill there. And obviously he's there every game, but to see him banging out the drum and and saying, let's go Panthers was <laughs> was a nice touch and nice to see. So we'll see who uh, comes out maybe on Sunday. Uh, to bang the drums maybe they'll get jobo or something something yeah yeah, maybe (laughs) with him being there so yeah so yeah obviously a frustrating loss uh, to say the least at home you had a chance to to take the lead but they got a chance on sunday to redeem themselves so kirby obviously a frustrating night and you know we've got a lot a lot to look forward to on sunday but uh, before we break down sunday and just kind of you know recap that uh, how we feel on that uh, I would really like you guys to to welcome and and hopefully you guys enjoy this segment we have with Bill Lindsay. Uh, very much thankful to him and taking this time to talk about his career and you know the Panthers season and uh, the series so far. So if you guys don't mind, after this short commercial break, we're going to bring in uh, Florida Panthers legendary forward Bill Lindsay. So hang around and we'll be right back. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. All right, everyone. We're very excited to introduce Bill Lindsay into the podcast. Thank you, Bill, for spending your, some time here to join us to talk about the Florida Panthers Boston series and your your experience, uh, not just as a player, but just as a key person in this organization. So thank you again for being with us today. Yeah, glad to be on. Really happy to be on, especially <laughs> this time of year. Playoffs doesn't get any better. Yeah, for sure. When you think playoffs, you think Bill Lindsay and the Florida Panthers organization Obviously, you know, came when the Florida Panthers were here in 
obviously was a key catalyst in that 96 season. Everyone remembers the series you had personally and just an overall just continue to be an ambassador for the organization. And a lot of people say, who is kind of on that Mount Rushmore of Florida Panthers history? And I always got to say, Bill Lindsay's got to be right there because not what you did as a player, but you continue to do not just on the radio broadcast, but also on TV broadcasts in the past and being on NHL Network. So I always say Bill Lindsay's got to be up there for sure for me. Well, I appreciate that. I'm not sure about that. but It's got to uh, be. I, I, I've, enjoy, I've really, really uh, become – are really South Florida has become my home and it's yeah. a place yeah. that I cherish and the fans and it's meant a lot to me and really with the community just being I I told my wife the other day I cannot believe I am li- where we had training camp and our hotel was in Deerfield Beach and I <laughs> live in Deerfield Beach and I'm I live within five miles of where I was staying in training camp in my first hotel and this is almost 30 years later and I looked at my wife and I said if I told you 30 years ago, we would still be living within five miles of this hotel. Would you please? <laughs> and we were just kind of like, yeah, it's funny how life works, but it's kind of worked that way. And uh, South Florida has become my adopted home. Yeah. And every time we see you at the arena, we're really excited. I, I know last night you were banging the drum. You were getting the crowd excited. So it was great to see that. How did they get How did they get you into that, by the way? Uh, just asked me to do it uh, oh, cool. just through, through their PR staff and <laughs> Everyone that uh, does it, I was glad to do it. Uh, those moments are they're special for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Just, uh, it goes by you're getting old and as the time, <laughs> but just get uh, just to get a chance to it. It's heartwarming for myself to to be out there and just with this team in the playoffs. We we have the great thing that's happening now with this Panther organization. It was such a long drought of just trying to get into the playoffs. Right. Uh, now four consecutive years in the playoffs. We'll see. We're in a real tough matchup with Boston, but. Now the expectation with this group and with this team is is to get into the playoffs and try and get in there and, and make some headway once you do get there. Absolutely. And, and Kirby, you're joined here with me as well. Uh, not sure if you wanted to throw your question here to Bill first. Yeah, Bill. Um, I, Me being in Calgary, Alberta, Canada up here, you're one of the many Florida Panthers that's played with the Flames here. And there's a connection with these current Panthers with obviously the trade last summer with Matthew Kachuk, um, Ryan Lomberg brought in from the Flames organization and Sam Bennett that we've kind of named as our X factor here these for these playoffs. And it's great to see him healthy, have his game two performance. Um, Kind of if you want to speak on your time with Calgary a little bit and then any of those players that are now with the Panthers and kind of how crucial and vital they are to this Panther team to add a little grit, that edge, that that type of player that you need at this time of year. And I know you can relate to that. Yeah, I can relate to that. First off, my time in Calgary was real. Uh, it was a... Uh... For me, from here, from all the places that I could go in the NHL, it was unique for me. I grew up just across the border in Fernie, British Columbia. If you're up there in Calgary, you know about a three-hour drive just west of Calgary. And that's the closest that I could play to home where I grew up. So for a chance for me to go back to play in Calgary and play in the West and in an area that I grew up in, uh, that was a real cool experience uh, for myself. We didn't didn't have a lot of team success, but to go to Calgary, to get there and have a lot of family and friends uh, at every single game, I really did enjoy my my time in Calgary. And there have been connections in the past. You talk about the players, Kachuk coming over, that trade, uh, Huberto meant a lot to this organization. But what Kachuk's been able to do and the way that he plays, just with that intensity, with that passion, it just he has been able 
just to carry this team in a lot of different aspects. Sam Bennett healthy for these playoffs. He's a bowling ball. Really evident when he came back in game two, being able to get in on the four check, disrupt things. Uh, he does a little bit of everything. Uh, Sam Bennett doesn't get enough credit for his ability at both ends of the rink. He is really good defensively. Paul Maurice talks about how good he is defensively. He covers up a lot for Matthew Kachuk. And when he's out there with Verhage, those guys spending a lot of time trying to maybe take an extra chance here or there. But it's always Sam Bennett that, that gets back and wins the foot race. Seems to be the first guy back into the defensive zone. Those guys are, are critical to the playoffs. Players like Ryan Lomberg that provide the energy. It's it's all about uh, this time of year. It's all about uh, depth and and becoming one as a team. And we saw it down the stretch for this Panther group. It was a long time coming uh, what Paul Maurice wanted to change the identity where they were at as a speed team last year to more of a heavy forechecking team. And when they were, they were on it late in the year, they got to that that identity we saw it in the first period first couple of periods of game one that that game could have swung either way mm-hmm. and then game two they obliterated boston with a four check and it was sam bennett it was kachuk lomberg those type of players that were creating turnovers there was 15 giveaways by boston and they were bad giveaways just something you would not expect from a boston team so they have to be able to to do more of that uh, game three boston showed why they were one of the best teams in NHL history. They came out with a vengeance and maybe caught the Panthers a bit off guard, but the Panthers have to get back to doing what they did in those first couple of games. And it is going to be led by players like Kachuk, like Sam Bennett, those guys that can grind, uh, that can go toe to toe with these, these Boston players. It's imperative uh, to have those guys in your lineup and for those guys to have, have success while they're on the ice. Absolutely, Bill. And I know when I was listening on the drive home from uh, the recap show that you guys had with Doug Plagans on 560 uh, WQAM, I remember you specifically had mentioned how Boston kind of took away that kind of turnover mentality that they had in the second period or in the second game, I'm sorry, where rather than forcing a puck, maybe with their backs turned, trying to be cute, they were just waiting for the support. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that. Because there weren't those unnecessary giveaways, like you said, in game one, Orlov with the unnecessary trying to be cute along the boards, Kachuk just feeds off of it and, and bangs it in. And then same thing happened in game two, trying to be cute coming up the ice and just turnovers led to Florida Panthers, you know, prime scoring chances. So I mentioned it to Kirby while we were uh, talking before we you got in here, just how their kind of philosophy changed. Hey, we got to be better along the boards. And at the end of the day, I think that's what made the difference for sure. I, I would go with that, and you you would see the wingers. They were just willing to eat pucks if there was no plays there. They would, they would just get into battles. Same thing with their defensemen. If there wasn't a play, then let's just grind it out on the boards, and once it popped out, let's just flip it in to the neutral zone. Uh, part of it, to me, that, that that you have to look on, this this is a historic team that the Panthers are playing. Mm-hmm. And Boston didn't play from pretty much, if you go past Christmas, there's not a lot of meaningful games. They had to find internal motivation, push for 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 the greatness that they they had during the regular season. But once it got ramped up in the playoffs and no Bergeron in the lineup, it become uh, Boston maybe wasn't prepared. Uh, just not having to, the Panthers were going in grinding their way through through a stretch. They came in playing playoff hockey. They they knew what was, what was expected and. 
That was a problem. And Boston, Jim Montgomery and that coaching staff, from everything that I heard, they had some sit-downs and had some heart-to-hearts with not only forwards, but especially their defensemen and the way they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And it was evident right from the very first shift last night with McAvoy with the big hit. Yeah. And they, they came out and said, okay, we're, we're going to go after it and we're going to kind of play our game. And they, it was a much different Boston team than we saw in the first couple of games. Now the onus switches back to the Panthers to adjust and adapt that you saw. This is where Boston can get to. This is their level. Panthers played at a pretty high level. Now, if Boston comes out with that same sort of approach, are you able now to raise your game and get to that same sort of level? And if it, if it is going to happen, it's going to have to get up. It has to filter throughout the lineup. You saw Boston, all four lines contributed. Mm-hmm. All their defensemen, the Panthers, are not getting much from Barkoff. I know Reinhardt got a goal late. Barkoff had some shots late, but he's been held in check. Barkoff, Reinhardt, Lindell, Declare. Mm-hmm. I can go down the lineup. They're, they have to be more impactful. They're, it's There's no way to sugarcoat it. Those, those players have to do more for you. I'm fine with the defense. Goaltending, even Alex Lyon, uh, we'll see if they go with Bobrovsky. Goaltending's been fine. But what you have to get is more contributions throughout your lineup. And it has to be a more physical, intense brand of style from some some of these Panther players, especially some of their bigger names like Barkoff, like Reinhardt, like a Lundell, even a Declare. They have to show that at this time of the year, if the Panthers want to advance, that they can up their game. Yeah, totally agree with you there, Bill. And, and we, there was a lot of criticism, especially on Barkov on Twitter yesterday. Just, you know, three shots, I think, last night, kind of towards the end of the game is where he, you know, piled up his shots. And he had one shot before, uh, you know, during games one and two. So I agree with you there. Barkov, the leader, the captain, has got to start flexing some sort of muscles, you know, especially going into game four uh, on Sunday afternoon. So, Kirby, any any one more question from you, my friend? Yeah, Um Someone that I've talked about a lot this year, obviously big fan of his in our community, um, Brandon Monter. But I just wanted uh, Bill's thoughts because everyone's heard mine at nauseum all year long on Brandon Monter. Just kind of the impact that Brandon has had to this team here, Bill, this year and kind of what you see and envision. You know, he's he's on an expiring deal after next year. So kind of what how the organization feels on uh, Brandon Monter, who to me is our co-MVP this year behind Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. They both did they unlock the they unlock the, the keys on that car and just just turn it loose and said, <laughs> just do what you want. So he goes from seventeen and a half minutes last year of ice time per game, no power play time, still set career highs across the board last year. Paul Maurice comes in and said, "You're going to play the power play." And twenty, he went seventeen and a half to twenty four and a half minutes a night. Uh, that's a big mm-hmm. increase in ice time. And credit to him, he doesn't seem to get tired in a game. And he's mentioned it himself. He he doesn't really even consider himself a defenseman. He just says, "I'm a rover," and <laughs> that's kind of the kind of the way that he plays. He he, if you're defending against him and you're a winger and you don't know where he's at. God bless you because you're going to be in trouble. Uh, you got to search all over the ice. You don't know if he's down deep in the corner in front of the net. He's phenomenal at being the extra guy on the rush. If it's a two on two, he's going to make it a three on two. Same thing. A three on three is going to become a four on three. And he skates so well that he can get back in the defensive zone in plenty of time 
time to cover up for any kind of mistake that goes wrong. There has to be some credit with Mark Stahl, the veteran. It's not easy to play with a guy like that. Mm. That's going to be all over. Mark Stahl has been around a long time and he knows where just to, to cover up, just to let Brandon Montour do his things. That's been, it, it kind of goes under the radar, but having a real veteran D partner like Mark Stahl has allowed Brandon Montour to to flourish, but he, he was kind of given the keys uh, to the power play and to the added ice time. And it could have went one of two ways. Maybe he wasn't good enough to handle that kind of ice time and could have been taken off the power play, but he showed right away that, yeah, this is this this is me. I I've, I've got more to give, and he was given the chance, and he has become one of the one of the top elite offensive defensemen in the game. I love the way that he plays. When I watch him on the ice, I just watch, and he just torments the opposition <laughs> just with his skating ability. So Brandon Montour, you're right. He probably is up there with the co MVP and. Uh, it's uh, just bigger and brighter things on the horizon with this breakout campaign. He is now going to become a premier guy in the NHL that's going to continue throughout the next five or ten years to be one of those guys that plays 23, 25 minutes a night, and he can quarterback and run a power play. That that definitely has jumped out and something that he has made a statement in. Yeah, I'm with you there, there for sure, Bill. I mean, Montour's elevated his game to another level. I don't think as far as historic Florida Panther seasons go for defensemen, it's got to be number one for sure, shattering Keith Gandel's uh, uh, record before this one. So, yeah, yeah a much more money Montour. Game. <laughs> yeah, money Montour is uh, they like to call him in, in our community. So uh, <laughs> one more question for me, I guess, something you, you've kind of touched on it a little bit uh, as we've had you here just – what do you want to see tomorrow? I mean, we said Barkov's got to show up. You mentioned maybe Bobrovsky steps up, but I mean, we saw Boston mix up the lines heavily going into the game three. We kind of, you expect maybe they keep those lines since it was so you know good for them. I mean, we mentioned Barkov. I think you, you got to get the best out of him tomorrow in order to have a chance. I think. Yeah. What I want to see is you, what you, there has to be you, 30, 40 seconds, get off the ice in the first period just push the tempo as hard as you can and get after it against Boston. Try and get them back on their heels. That's what they did to you in game number three. But you're on home ice. You have to give that you you have to give that home crowd something something to get on board for. Even if it was two nothing last night and you you score on one of the power plays or at some point in the second period it's two one. The then there's a juice and there's an electricity that goes through that building. And I've been on the bench. Once you get that, you feel that as a player throughout your whole body. And you can kind of feed off that crowd and the energy in the building. It just didn't materialize for the Panthers. They have to come out the first periods playing with leads. If you play with a lead, you can force Boston out of their comfort zone. You have to stress the imperative how how important that first period is. Scoring the goal. The power play has to I – I don't care if they've killed 49 or 50 penalties, whatever it is, dating back to the regular season – you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be able to score power play time at a power play goal at a critical time. If you get some power play opportunities, score. It's uh, even if you don't score, I, I'd like to see the power play at least generate more chances. Exactly. It's not even generate. The zone entries have not been good. The decision making, the puck movement. It Boston has been able to take away the confidence on the power play. Power play better. And if you 
if that if that building the fans are just waiting waiting for something so if they can get off to that good start again you're gonna have to score greasy goals it's gonna have to be one off your bum it's gonna have to be a rebound opportunity a deflection something of that that ilk that might get it going but cut you maybe there was a false sense of security of what happened the first couple of games and how you were able to control games. Right. But Boston put you on notice in game number three that, okay, <laughs> here we are folks. <laughs> so let's see if you can handle us now. So it's swing, as I said, now it's, now it's back onto the Panthers. So I, that, that to me, the first period is enormous. And if you can get that first goal and get the crowd, and if you do game four, will have a totally different look and complexion than game three did. Absolutely. Maybe a diving goal or something like that late in the game. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> to, to seal the deal, right? <laughs> That'd be nice. So, yeah, you'd hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, going back into that Tampa series as well, last year you just couldn't get the energy going in the building at home. It wasn't, you know, for the the Washington series where you felt that electricity. I feel like I have we haven't felt that yet in the playoffs, at least to say the least, since that Washington series. That Tampa series, there was some juice, but like you said, just couldn't get anything going early, and it just happened again last night. So, yeah, I'm with you there, Billy. It's got to come early. It's got to come fast, and it's got to come from your big-time guys. So, uh, yep. totally agree with it you. It comes down to the best players being the best at this yeah. time of year. Yep, absolutely. So, Kirby, not sure if you had anything else for Bill here. Uh, thank you again, Bill, for being with us. No, thank yeah. you so much, Bill. And I'm, I'm – a lifelong Panther fan living up here in Canada and uh, just starting this community this year um, with David and Ryan, it's been great. And being able to talk to, you know, like a Panthers legend and someone that I can remember <laughs> back to in 96, watching those games on uh, CBC and going up against yeah. <laughs> Ray Park and Eric Lindros and Yarmer Yager and Mario Lemieux and, and uh, the, the Colorado Avalanche, you know, that was a special time for me. And I, 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 I so want this for, you know, the Barkoffs of the world and, and, and these fans that, I've been following David and I all this year and building this community, whether they're brand new Panther fans or longtime Panther fans, we talk to them all after every game. And I so want that for the yeah. fan base as much as I want it for myself. Boy, you don't have to tell me, man. I would, <laughs> uh, if I, if there ever, ever, ever is a Stanley cup down here, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's going to be heaven for myself. It's uh part of it. Uh, uh, <laughs> that would be, yeah, uh, now that I'm done playing, that's the ultimate dream that I I ever could imagine. So uh, it's uh, it's it's so so much harder being a fan and broadcasting <laughs> than it is playing and actually having control over what happens on the ice. Right. Being removed and not having control, I understand the fan perspective and I understand uh, frustration sometimes. But with this group and. This whole community down here, as I as I touched on, it's meant so much to all the as you said, I've got to know the fans and they've become friends of mine. And the community is so special and it's dear to my heart. So one of these days we're we're gonna climb that mountaintop and we still got a chance and starts tomorrow afternoon at 3 30 against Boston and see if we can get game number four and put a little put put some pressure back on the Boston side. But I enjoy everything you guys do and everyone that uh, is a Panther fan in general. It's uh, it's a good community, a strong community, and we're building in the right direction. We just uh, we need we need one of those big moments, one of those key moments to kind of turn the tide. Absolutely, Bill. And again, thank you so much for joining us today on this Saturday to just talk about the Panthers, your time here, and obviously more years of you to come. And 
We're just so thankful for you being a part of this organization and over 700 games played and, you know, almost 300, 400 games with Florida Panthers. No one else we could have thought who would be better to, to, uh, to join us on this Saturday to talk about game four and just hopefully what could be at least three, four more games in the Panthers season. So uh, for me and Kirby, I just want to say thank you so much, Bill. And, uh, you know, go Panthers as always, right? All right. Thank you very much, David and Kirby. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Okay. So thank you so much, Bill Lindsay, for joining us. It was awesome having you on here, Kirby. I'm sure you enjoyed that. Obviously, you played in Calgary, like you mentioned, and just the Florida Panthers legend that anyone can relate to in the organization, just a top to bottom top guy in the organization. And like I said, I've always said Bill Lindsay's up there, not just what he did as a player, but continues to do as an yep. advocate for the Panthers outside of the, the South Florida market and just not much more words I could say about Bill Lindsay. Yeah. I, I always see him on TV up here in Canada. You know, if there's NHL network feeds and uh, I listen to him on um, radio br broadcasts and he used to be the color commentator for Fox sports, Florida um, around the time that Dennis Potvin came in. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And following him through his whole career, you know, seeing him play up here in Calgary live sometimes, uh, obviously going all the way back to my Panther days from the beginning um, and just what he does for, kind of the South Florida market, you know, um, and to me, I come from a communications background. So some of the fans kind of dismiss some of that stuff, but it's big. And, you know, I'm, I always pay attention to um, broadcasters that, you know, one day end up in the hall of fame or, you know, the local teams um, hall of fame or den of honors or different things like that. And I definitely think that bill one day should be, you know, in the Panthers den of honor, not only as a player, but, you know, as a broadcaster and all the things that he does as an ambassador yep. for the Panthers in the South Florida market. Yeah, for sure there, Kirby. I mean, like I said, to have Bill on here being our first kind of honorary former Florida Panthers player on the podcast is just a blessing. And, and it was a great, great uh, time to have him here, Kirby. But like we said, you know, a big game tomorrow uh, against Boston game four. I hope that the arena can kind of get that buzz. Like Bill was saying, you know, early on, the Panthers got to be strong. They got to come out willing and playing for their life essentially you can't go down 3-1 with two games remaining in boston uh to go potential seven so they've got to get it done tomorrow somehow whether it's lying in that bobrovsky in that i know i posted a poll uh, on saturday morning and it's about 50 50 kirby about 51 lying in and 51 bobrovsky in interesting so, so it's kind of a mixture of do you have a 10 million dollar guy continue sit or do you have lion kind of continue his strong play or do you try to swing it? I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of 50, 50 on there too, Kirby. So same. Yeah. We'll I'm, I'm kind of there. And it was interesting with Bill's comments that uh, he's pretty pleased with the defense and the goaltending, you know, on an overall basis. And I think our fan base, I didn't say it to Bill, but I think our fan base, especially that we see on Twitter is very lenient yeah. with our offense at times, not being, you know, the crux to the problem. And like Bill said, the big players got to show up. And a lot of those names are forwards and, you know, the defense and goaltending's kind of dragged them to this point to be in this series. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we need more of that offense that we saw in game two to come out in game four. And I thought there'd be an overtime game here, maybe game three, game four. Um, kind of sensing, you know, maybe game four is gonna be a real tight, close game, one goal game, maybe overtime game. And our big guns, our big forwards have to be able to pull that out in the clutch. Yep, absolutely, Kirby. And uh yeah, I know you mentioned to me that uh, with the Twitter spaces, as always, we're going to be going live post game uh, with Kirby. If you guys don't follow Kirby, I always commented them 
in the uh, description below. So make sure you follow him and myself on Twitter as we always go into a post-game conversation with the fans, have a chance to uh, express your feelings, your takes, and your opinions on on the, the series in itself. So make sure to tune into that tomorrow post-game. We're about 24 hours from that game at the time of the co- recording, Kirby. I'm excited. I mean, like I said, it's a hot day here in South Florida. It's about 90 degrees out. Uh, I hope the arena is hot and the Panthers are cooking because we're going we're gonna to need some fire and some uh, on that ice from the Cats tomorrow. So, uh, again, thank you, Kirby, for joining me today. As always, we can't thank Bill enough for for his uh, talk and his all he does for the Florida Panthers is just amazing and, and an inspiration for a fan of for myself that you know I've been following the Panthers now for almost 20 years and to have Bill on the episode is is kind of uh not just a dream come true but just an opportunity and an honor for him to be uh talking to us and the Panthers and the community that we've helped to build is 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 what makes it worthwhile in my opinion Kirby so uh, yeah. you know thank you again you've always you've been a very critical part to this community and hopefully after tomorrow we're celebrating a win and an even series and we're talking about a three-game series uh, to take it to the next round. So, David, I just want to add one thing because he wasn't with us here today, but let's see a game four win, even if it's in overtime, and a Ryan rat toss onto the ice. <laughs> yeah, we need a big toss from Ryan. I got my, I had my rat ready yesterday, Kirby, but couldn't throw it because uh, Marsha and the rat took our. Took our well, took if, our if James is if James is with you there, game four, or Ryan or whoever's there with you, we need to see a big. Game four win and rat toss and back to Boston for game five. Yeah, I hope so, Kirby. So, again, thank you all for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, as always, likes, comments, and reviews are appreciated and welcomed. Even if they're po- negative, positive, they're always welcomed and they're always appreciated here on the uh, FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. So, Kirby, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll enjoy the rest of my day as well. And hopefully tomorrow I catch you guys on Spaces uh, with you, Kirby. And we can talk and celebrate a Panthers win. Uh, But until the next time, as always, Kirby, vamos gatos. Let's go Panthers. Let's go home, baby. Go Cats. Go Cats.